0: You're listening to the Where Alright Podcast, hosted by Brandon Ursegg. We are back, episode number four of the Where Alright Podcast, and a second consecutive ep recorded in the dirty south of Perth, <laughs> foreign and en- enemy territory for Black Darks Faithful, but somewhere I've somehow found myself located, and... The guest I have on this week's episode is also located in the dirty south. Yep. Given his background, he has been more familiar with the area growing up than I have, but he's at least managed to get himself to a footy club that's on the right side of town. I hope we still got some listeners after the first 3 eps because you don't want to miss out on on the content these guests are delivering. So hopefully there's still a few listening. Um, Without further ado, I'll get into introducing this week's guest. He's played 32 Waffle League games against t- across two different clubs and what I would call probably three different stints or phases, along with the experience of being drafted and spending time on an AFL list prior to joining the club, which was not his original Waffle Club. 17 of those 32 league games have been at the Swan Districts, so he's ticked over 50% of his games at the Black and Whites. He's officially a Swan Districts man. Um, if you haven't worked out who I have with me for today's air, we are lucky enough to have none other than Jarvis Pinner. Jarvis, how you going?
1: Okay, how are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no, it's good to have you here. It's nice of um, intro you got there. That yeah. song sounds really nice. You like it? it?
1: I wasn't sure if there was a, beer. <laughs> a bit of jazz, so that's good. Pretty happy with it? Really good, yeah. I like yeah.
0: It. So we'll get into what I call the first proper question, which I'll, I'm probably going to be mentioning every week, even though I don't have to, but we ask um, every guest the exact same thing. First up and because of your sort of journey to the club, it will probably be jumping um, backwards and forwards and around a little bit. But how did you become a part of the club and where did, you, or where did your journey at the club start or originate from? And we'll get into a bit more of the details. So just give us a quick rundown for now. Yep.
1: Um, so, yeah, Smarty um, sort of hit me up. Feel smart. Feel smart, correct. Sort of hit me up in my normal draft year. And said, um, if I didn't get drafted, would you want to come play for us? And then I sort of informally said yes, <laughs> without, without pissing off a few people, but informally said yes and said it would be good and um, a bit of a change up. Um, and then ended up getting picked up. So all sort of just went away. And then um, three, two, three years later, same thing again, same conversation and end up in the works and yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm a duck. You're a duck, I'm second a duck. year
0: at the club. Good to have you as well. Um, great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and before that, born and raised in the south of Perth?
1: So I was born up here in Fremantle, um, mm-hmm. but moved to Mandurah when I was about eight. So pretty much, yeah, just all, all of my sort of early life. That's what I know as Mandurah and um, went to school down there. Um, yeah, it's a nice part of WA and of you grown up with, so it's all you really know, and um, yep. made some really good friends. And and then um, went to a high school in Comet Bay, which is in Secret Harbour for footy. So I went there, which is like th- 30 minutes from where I lived. So yep. I catch a couple of buses in the morning. Is that and, further south? Uh, no, further north. North, yeah. Yep, yep. So halfway between sort of here and um, Mandra. Yep. Um. So yeah, we'd have to catch two buses in the morning, which was fun. So do that to and from school, and yeah, that. That was sort of my school life.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, Do you play all your junior footy at the one
1: club? Uh, I played three years at this club called Hallshead Football Club. Um, three or four years. And then when I went to like year 11s and 12s um, and then Colts and stuff like that, went to South Mandra Football Club, yep. which is only like 10 minutes down the road. So two years. 10 minutes down the
0: road. Two years there, South Mandra. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So
1: I won a flag you know, Colts here, which was elite. So you have won a flag? Fun. Yep, have. Thank God. Lost and a few. I lost a few in the did juniors. Y- in the yeah. juniors. How I many? Lost three in a row. Did you? To the same team too, Secret Harbour. Any of them close? Close yep. games? Yeah, all close. Really? Very close. It was, so a 10, 11, year, when I was, what would what I mean? Year 10, 11. So it would have been 16, 15, 16. Lost that one against Secret Harbour. All my best mates too. So I went to Comet Bay. So all my best mates played in that Sagra Harbour team. So losing to your best mates is the worst thing ever. Yeah. You're just confident next day They let you know. 100%. They're <laughs> the worst people ever. So they <laughs> let me know. Um, and then, yeah, next year and the Colts here, was playing as an underager. Um, couldn't get cracking in the Peel side. So it was, that was Peel Colts age as well, but couldn't crack into that Peel Colts side. Um, so then, yeah, it was it was just playing at that level and it was so, so much fun. So much fun. Had really good mates then and... Um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty special moment winning the flag with them. Yeah, that's for sure. And then, yeah, after that, just played consistent Colts footy at Peel, and sort of didn't really go back there after that. Yeah. But yeah, thanks South Manager so much for the opportunity they gave me playing me as a younger. Yeah.
0: So ended with good memories too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Out on a high. <laughs> <laughs> and when you, when you were growing up, were you the type that it was just? footy, 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 or did you sort of fall into it a bit later? Not everyone falls into one of those two categories, but like a lot of kids yep. who end up playing footy at like a decent level, they're just all about footy when yep. they're growing up. Yep. Like did you fall into one of those two categories or?
1: Yeah, I probably was. I only started playing footy when I was probably about 10. I missed all OzKick. Yep. Um, I played soccer actually. I oh, up yeah. here, And then I only started playing footy when I moved down to Mandrail because like a few of my mates are playing. I started playing and then um, just sort of got better and just enjoying it. And then at the ages of like 13, 14, 15, I was just really enjoying it, but I wasn't really at the level. I was quite small, I was really like light. So um, it was more just like a – probably don't see this as a serious thing, but all my mates are playing, so I'll still play. Yep. And then I think it was my 16s year, under 16s at Peel, where um, I played three games. So there were six games all up in the carnival, but I only played three. But I had cricket as well, um, so I chose to play cricket finals. Um, I played for Rocky Mandra in district cricket. I chose to play them finals, won a grand final with them, which was great. So I chose to play that instead of playing Peel, and I just thought like, oh, I'm, I'm not really good enough, not the level. So yeah, i just sort of, I reckon it was probably defence mechanism sort of saying, I'll play cricket to avoid not getting picked. Oh, okay. So, um. I didn't play. And then next year is when you sort of have to decide whether you have to, if you want to play footy or if you want to play cricket. Yeah. You have to try to choose. Yeah, yeah, a lot of boys feed in that position. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I thought, I thought, well, more of my mates play footy, I'm probably a little bit better at footy. So I'll give that a crack. And I really knuckled down that pretty season. And I think I would have been, honestly, 55 kilos. Bringing <laughs> <laughs> weight tiny tiny <laughs> 55 kilos and always number one like you know jump at the presentations you're always number one because you're small as a kid but yeah. so i was light as and then in that pre-season i just like got into the ssa guy um so i just got some advice on how i could put on a bit of weight because i wanted to obviously play colts footy um but i wasn't at level yet so i put on some size i think i put on i got to 70 so whatever that is so i think i was my room 55 58 something like that. yeah so i put on 15 kilos 12 kilos and it yeah, it just gave me a base to be really confident to play at level. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was lucky because I didn't feel too he- I didn't feel over heavy. I didn't feel like, oh, I, could, I couldn't run. Like, I still had everything, which was great. Um, and I ended up having like a really good year from that. And it sort of surprised a lot of my coaches and sort of all that. And it sort of made me feel like maybe I can take the next step with footy yeah. from that. But up to that level, I didn't really think that I was a sniff.
0: Yeah, okay. So you sort of like... Uh, enjoyed it but yep. it wasn't like you've seen it as yeah, something nah, that you needed to or nah. well, needed to do or wanted to do like yep. a lot of guys do how, with the um, not playing kick and playing soccer was that directive from the parents they didn't want you to get hurt or how did, what was the go with that because you know, do hear yeah. about that a lot with yep. parents not wanting yep. their kids to get hurt footy's a bit of a rough sport
1: yeah well my dad played a little like indoor soccer when he was younger so I think I just sort of followed that and then yeah, okay. it also just depends like in primary school what are your mates doing like my mates are playing soccer in, up here I went to a, like um, in Cuttinger, school in Cuttinger. So um, okay. all my mates are playing soccer, so I just played with them yeah. and wasn't the best skillful, most like, skillful. But like I just played down back and just boot the thing and like yeah. <laughs> so I don't mind that. Yeah. So it <laughs> I reckon it always helped me develop like, a bit of hand eye with actually like being able to have a dribble and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a decision. I, think I played two years there and um, and then sort of gave it away because. Same thing, yeah. moved up to Mandurah and no one was really playing soccer up there. Yeah,
0: fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was going to ask you any other sports you fancy yourself in or a decent at? You sort of answered a little bit and I sort of hear that cricket is one that you maybe backed yourself in. <laughs> yeah, it used to it. be okay.
1: <laughs> now, I play in a backyard now and I just get frustrated with how like, how just no good I am anymore. So. Did, what,
0: batter or bowler? I was, was a batter. It? I yeah. batted
1: four. Yeah. Um, made a few dishes. you So,
0: Usually the best batters around there.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. How <laughs> I was there. No, actually, um, I had a good year that year. The year we won the grand final, I think I was so it's under fifteen. Is that yeah? It's made, and um, I think I averaged like forty for the year, which is like a pretty good average, and I made a couple fifties. So handy. yeah, I was happy with that. But then I just thought, oh, it's it's getting a bit. A bit higher, a bit faster bowlers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll get out of here. Bit of chin music. <laughs> yeah, I was no good. What was your best feet. shot?
0: What was your like trademark? Did you have a? I tra- used to
1: love getting on the front foot and just punch and cover drive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tear off the back foot. Couldn't do no anything. No. Nah. What about cutting?
0: I used to. You I hate just, cutting. Just throw the hands in it. it's <laughs> <for> the <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So not too bad. Yeah. Not, not too, too bad. bad. But then had to make a decision. Obviously. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. You already – well, we've both already mentioned that your first waffle club was Peel Thunder, and you did talk about not making the underage side. Yep. So what was your first taste of waffle footy, like, in terms of Peel Thunder? Like, when, when did you first play at um, Peel Thunder? In what team?
1: So, like, I made the under-14s, under-15s. Yep. So um, development squads. Development squads, yep. yep. So I made them development squads, but, like, I wasn't, like, a like a gun. I wasn't, like, a yeah, yeah. top 10, top Five player. But still played. Still played, yep. Um, but was just like this light kid who would just run around and just try and sell candy and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Not much has changed. Really. Yeah, exact same. Exact <laughs> same as now. Um, so I've made 14, 15s. So I made all of them, but I was never like playing that regularly, if that makes sense. So yeah. and then I made the 16s one um, and that was the one where I tried cricket and I was playing it was six games. so I played three and then I probably wasn't going to play the three anyway. So I uh, worked out. Okay, I guess we cricket. Yeah. But it was more that the most um the first sort of experience I had of it was when I was playing Colts. And that was when I was like a consistent player. I probably was in our top ten players. So that
0: when you were 17? Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Um and we had a good we had a really good side. We had Aaron Norton. We had um a lot of league footballers who were playing league football now. So we actually had a really good side. Um I think we lost to I think we lost to Swans at South Railroad. In a, in a final, and then
0: is that a prelim final? Yep. Is that did you? Is that the one Lockie Riley yep. played in? And he took a was hanger. That? He took a massive he did. hanger. Yeah.
1: I don't know if he's ever said sorry about this, but I remember watching. I wasn't. I wasn't playing in that game, but he took this ridiculous hanger. He's like, going to be so happy with oh, this. Oh, it was. A, I've never seen him jump so high. It took him <laughs> to the chest too. Oh, I need to bring it up to him actually.
0: Who was it on? Yeah. Oh, did that, I don't know. I
1: don't know because they had beanie. Yeah, the, think Mitch Beanie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know
0: there's a bit of stick that's still given,
1: to, from but I never
0: hear it given to you. Nah, oh, I hear it giving a lock yeah, year yeah, all, but yeah. not to you.
1: Yeah, I don't really sorry who in about I'm trying to think who else it had. I think Raleigh Garcia might have been playing. Um, yeah. It was actually a really good year for football. Like that comp was quite quite good and there was a yeah. lot of players who ended up getting drafted from it. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was like my sort of first taste. And the second year I was a consistent player. I think I played I was playing half back and wing, um and ended up going to the combine end of that year, which was Sort of surprising, but I'd sort of spoken to a couple of clubs throughout the year. Um, I didn't make any state stuff, but I just sort of spoken to a couple of clubs. um, This is in
0: your second year of Colts? Second year,
1: yep. Second year of Colts. Spoken to a couple of clubs and it was just like mild interest and they were just sort of... Actually, one club sort of whacked me, sort of said why you so inconsistent three games. Really? And I just... Because I would have like nine in the first quarter, go missing in the second, come back in the third... And I remember like thinking, like, oh shit, like, why am I like that? Like, but but
0: play in what position?
1: Half back. Yeah, yeah half back and wing. And I just said, like, oh, well, I'm not always going to sort of rack it. And yeah. they're like, well, if you're going to get drafted, you sort of need Who you. Who was team. that, that was, that was Sydney. Yeah. And that was pretty brutal. I remember like my mum was there and I remember on the walking out, mum was like, oh, like, I really wanted to say something. And I was like, thank God you did. That. <laughs> <laughs> so God this we'll was your draft this. year? Yeah, this was meant to be my draft yeah, Yeah, yep, yeah okay. Yep. I was so going like to say you
0: played three years three of three years of Colts, so you yep. played as an overager. Yep, qualified, yeah, really yeah.
1: Yep. I had um I had a really good talent manager and a really good coach that year who backed me in hard yeah. and um sort of pushed my name to play state and then sort of okay pushed myself because so because Peels have got a um, connection with Freo. Yeah, sort of push yep. that connection. So,
0: so you could play as uh, you played state as an overager. Yeah, we'll get to that as well. But yep. 2018 was your. Was 2018 yep. was your main. 2018 was year to, yep. Yep. When you were 18 as well. Yep. Yeah,
1: that was. So I was still in school. Um, my actual draft year, 2018 was. So same thing. We had a decent year that year. Um, made the prelim. I think same thing. Lost in the prelim out. But had a consistent year. Nothing too outstanding. I think I would average maybe 20-year-old and a half back and went to the combine, tested pretty well, spoke to a few clubs and then nameding a call in the draft. So yeah. just thought, well, I think I'm pretty close. Like I know that if I just have a more consistent year, maybe things go my way. At the end of the day, like it is all luck. Like a club can really like you and take a fancy to you and they'll pick you. But yeah. there's only so much you can do as a player. You just have to sort of just keep turning up and just keep trying to Bring your best attributes and keep delivering so that third year got lucky as an overager and was lucky to play Colts um, and got pushed for state state team made the state 18s as an overager mm. um, and then yeah that was sort of how it started yeah
0: so do you reckon and like with uh, 2018 because um, you obviously had that state Birth in 2019. Yep. Um, do you reckon that that year, 2018, was when you probably realised that uh, footy is something that might be yep. taken a little bit more seriously yeah, and maybe a little bit of a late developer um, yeah. and then came into it in 2018? Yeah. Because yeah, you definitely. obviously didn't make the state 16 side.
1: No, nah, no, nah, I didn't. No. Nah. Um, it was always, I was always just a little bit too small. Probably didn't know how to play that small as well. So like how I wanted to play um my sort of knock playing down back was that I wasn't sort of that great defensively early just cuz I would have done this run off and stuff like that and the clubs would sort of say that cuz I couldn't defend that was that's was they that sort of whack was
0: seen a few of those come through
1: that so i was moved to the wing <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that like sort of um yeah pretty much a late developer sort of thing like just just grow more confidence, playing at a level. You, you grow more confidence in yourself. Um, it's amazing what a coach who can back you can do for your confidence.
0: Yeah, and who was that?
1: Um, I got this, so our, our talent manager at the time was John Dietz who's now over and working for the Gold Coast and he was unreal. He was so good. He, um, he looked after like all of us. He literally would go in for, bat for, any, like, for all of us every single time. So he was great. He just had um, almost a little bit like Pruitt now. He had it hard edge to him, but on the other side was so like nurturing and so developing. So it was great from that sense. Yep. Um, yep. So and yeah Um
0: yeah, and then obviously 2019 was a big year. Yep. Um you played in the stateside, which won the national yep. championship, major waffle league debut um in the same year as well. Um tell us about that. State side and your experience that year with the state program. I mean, I was having a look, and there are a lot of guys who were in that side that are now on lists and established players like Chad Warner, Luke Jackson, Trent Rivers, Logan McDonald, Nick Martin, Cutler Swan Districts boys, Denver Granger Brass, Jake Pacini. Yep. Like, it was a pretty talented side. What was that experience like?
1: Yeah, that was unreal. That, that side was so talented, so talented, especially on paper. Like, you look at all the names, I think. Sixteen or seventeen blokes who played in that championship game against big Country got drafted. Yeah, like that's unheard of. Yeah, so that was a pretty, pretty golden pouch for WA. Um, but yeah, just I was I was late to get added because the state squads. Um, I don't know how it works now, but when I was there, it was made in November of the year before, and then yeah. I wasn't in it. But that's
0: a bigger squad. In the November, yep, yeah,
1: yep, and then they add players on later, yep. Um, so I had, so I played, I, had, I trained all preseason of league in that year, and that sort of gave me confidence because I thought maybe I could play debut early. But then went back to the Colts, which just full of confidence. Played inside mid, had um a really good first four games, um, and then got a call from the state side saying, "Well, can we like to, add, to be added on and sort of come up and train?" He yeah. um, added to the state squad. So that was great. Um, but then also in that year, after that round four, that was the first year of the, mid- the mid-season draft. Um, okay, yeah. So like there was so much that happened that year. So that was the um, yeah the first year of the mid-season draft. So I remember fl- like flying to Melbourne, a group of 10 of us, um, just like random boys who were selected to be maybe possibly going mid-season draft. Yeah, hot. Right. So like me, Ben Sokol, um, Brady Gray, like all of them boys, Jang. So like, well, full guys. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Were you the only like guy who'd still playing just Colts at that stage? Yeah, I think
1: so. Yeah, yeah, I right. think, yeah. So it was, it was pretty bizarre. No one really knew what was happening. Like he went to Melbourne for a day, and like flew in the morning, um, went to, I feel like it was Marvel, so Eddie Hat, yeah, Avil House, yeah, and all the AFL club doctors are there. And a few AFL club recruiters are there and you'd have to get up name by name and you go into this medical room and there'd be like 18 AFL club doctors and they'd be like, okay, who wants to assess Jarvis? And then the clubs who potentially were going to pick you, their doctor would stand up. And, Anyone? And Anyone you. assess you? Yeah, so Freo, North and I can't really remember that ones but there was only like two, I, was, I think it was four, maybe four or five. Um, and they just, like, touch my knees. And I was sort of <laughs> <laughs> so random doing all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is bizarre. <laughs> really bizarre. So it was, like, a full day of, like, that and then interviewing clubs. And then I think, like, I think it was so quick. I think maybe the next day was...
0: Didn't have another interview with Sydney at that stage. No, nah, I did
1: <laughs> I think they had enough of whacking me. So that's probably a good thing. Um, I think, and then I think the next day was a mid-season draft. And then uh, I remember... Going to that and then coming back and it was state training and then all the boys just like watching the season draft and I'm just thinking, oh, this is bizarre. Like the boys are saying like, oh, are you going to go? And I'm like, I don't think so. Mm. I don't know where to go. Um, anyway, didn't get picked up. Still just continued to play state, which was awesome. We had a really good side. Um, played in that and then I think I played three out of four games. As a 19-year-old, we had seven on the list.
0: As over overages.
1: Yeah, yeah. On the actual squad. You can only play four. Yeah. Okay. In the team. So like it was like me, Cal Jamison, um, a few other lads. And I had to miss one against allies and then got picked for the last game because we'd be undefeated. And then so. Undefeated. Yeah.
0: Didn't you lose one? Yeah. South Australia.
1: Yeah. We did two at home. Correct. I've done my you research. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get another one up here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We had lost one. And then so had big country.
0: So yeah, because that's why the carnival came down to the yep. last game. Yep. If you had it knocked off South Australia, it would have been home. It would have been all yep. over already. Yep. But I suppose that sort of made it. Fitting. It did, yeah. Like you can talk us through it, um, because basically there was a winning goal kicked on the siren, but yep. by yep. Regan Clark, who's yep. now playing at Perth. He is, but yeah, he that last, though, I don't think he paid twos.
1: Wow, did he? Yeah, probably uh, maybe come back from injury. Yeah, we'll go with that. We don't yeah, want to knock yeah, him too no. much. <laughs> he has a great role. He um, runs all day.
0: Um, yeah, so what was that experience like? that game? Talk us through that game. That that you couldn't script a better finish. Yeah, that was
1: awesome. That was um that was the first time I've ever played at Eddie Hart and insane. Like the ball zings, literally zings. Sharon? Yeah, yeah. So nice to kick. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Burley. Um <laughs> Um, Major sponsor. Yeah, I know. I know. i be saying that. Should we that out, should <laughs> That should be chopped out. Um, it's staying in. Yeah, perfect.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> they won't listen to that. I That's don't,
0: I don't reckon they'll be listening.
1: <sighs> um, yeah, that was insane. So I think we, we started on real. I think we were up by three or four goals at half time and um, probably thought we were home. And they had a really good side too. They had like Caleb Sarong, Hayden Young, um, Locky Ash. Brody Camp, Cody Waitman,
0: just to name a few.
1: Just to name a few, yeah, they had they had a really good side too. And then I remember um, they got on top in the third, and they started kicking a few. And then I reckon we were a bit gassed. And then in the fourth quarter, I think Cody Waitman like ran into open goal, kicked it, and I think were was, was it a draw? No, we were down. We were definitely down because he had to kick it, so we were down. Was that
0: I watched the footage? Was that Cody Waitman? Yep, who kicked that goal? He had the. From from look, Hayden Young's
1: kick into the looks corridor, looks nothing like him. Did you see Hayden Young's kicking in the corridor? Yeah, that, that everyone's raving about. Yeah, yeah that, that was that, unreal, ridiculous.
0: But, um, but the he kicked it from the goal from the goal I think square so, here. Yeah, I think
1: it was him. Yeah, yeah, different hair, hey, short little comb over.
0: Looked look nothing like him. Yeah.
1: But anyway, um, and I remember, yes, we were down and you guys uh, were
0: down by a, f- a point.
1: Yep. Yep. So a point would have been a draw. But yeah. Then I don't I don't know how it would have worked, but I remember the crowd was just like bouncing like. Never played anything like. That How many
0: do you reckon were there?
1: Well, it was weird because they, they can only be on one side, mm. so they're on the boundary side. I was on the boundary side, the interchange side, and it was probably maybe, I don't know, five or seven thousand. Which for me, I hadn't played in. You <laughs> find a much bigger, so yeah. that was awesome. So, um, yeah, I remember I was playing a half back, and I remember the footy went up, and I just went, "Stuff it! I'm just gonna run through. It. I'm just gonna run through the contest. Just try and spit through it everything." And just like try and get on the floor and see oh, if we can yeah. just get it going. I
0: watched, um, I watched the footage and I was wondering where you were playing yeah. because there was a Ford fifty stoppage and, I mean, and you flew through it. <laughs> oh, I don't think even <laughs> if the ball got tapped out, I think you would have been past it. it before you got there.
1: Oh, I, remember, I remember that. So I thought, oh, if I get this winger, if I get the winner, I'm going to be like failed. <laughs> Cop that Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I think the footy went back out yeah, did. from that stoppage, back out ball from Luke Jackson on the ground, and then Trent Rivers kicks this, like, flower bag mongrel yeah. in. And Regan Clark's there, and I remember being next to him, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if he's going to kick it. Like, Went back and he mean, in. I don't know. I hadn't seen enough in, in front of the goals, so. Yeah, okay. Um, and then, yeah, cool as ice. Just nailed it. yeah, Far out. We, it was unreal. We, um... We obviously all wanted to celebrate, but we had to go back on the flight that, that night. So yeah. I mean, we won and there was like a few photos in the change rooms. We like fought the, the carp and medals and stuff like that. Um, then I was like, all right, boys, uh, the flight is in two or three hours. So back to the airport and back to Perth.
0: Yeah, a bit of a dampener. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been nice to yeah, spend the in Melbourne. Would have been unreal. Um, yeah, right. So and then in that same year, you made your Waffle League debut. Yep. Played the last four games of the year. Yep. Um debut was a close loss to Claremont and Mandra, I think two points. Yep. Having a look back. What was um what was that day like playing your first game of league footy? And then also what was it like playing at that level in comparison to a higher level of underage footy, but obviously shifting into senior yep. footy?
1: Yeah. I think the way they did it was probably the best for me. Like I wasn't I probably thought I was ready in the preseason to play league early. But then looking back, I'm so glad they didn't play me and they played me in the Colts and they played me in the state team and able to make that and get a bit more confidence against bigger bodies and more talented players. So obviously play at level because it is a massive step up from Colts level. Like it's ridiculous. It's yeah. longer quarters, a lot more faster. Um, players are stronger and players are just better, obviously from starters. So um, yeah, it was a, it was massive. I was stoked. I think we um, got Claremont. I think Bolts had like fifty or something like that so <laughs> Standards. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was such a good memory. Play um, down back. Yep. Who yeah, do I you
0: did. remember who you played on for most of the day?
1: I think um do you know Anthony Tracy. Yep. Yep. I think I played on him. I think I played on him for most of the day. And um, yeah, he's hard to play. It was, it was hard at level because playing down back is a small back. Like small forwards are pretty crafty. Yeah. So it's hard coming in early because. You sort of like, the, the quarters are longer, I found. That was the hardest thing for me, just to stay on for yeah. the whole time.
0: Mentally. Mentally. Not physically. Not
1: physically, no. Nah. Mentally, just um, like, like a one moment of lapse and a four kick's going yeah So, just like to adapt to that and that's what I found sort of the most difficult. Um, But it does fast track your footy because like the more exposure you get and I probably didn't play, I probably okay, I was, I was okay, but like um, I sort of wasn't, Outstanding or anything, um, and I played so I played three games. Probably that third game was just okay. I probably thought well, maybe I might, I might get dropped because we were playing Colts finals, yeah, might get dropped and just go to the Colts side. And then Shep, Cam Shepard, who was a coach at the time, he just played me in the last game and played me on um Ninette Perth Small Four, yeah, Cody Ninette, yeah, yep. Um, and I ended up getting best on for that role oh, yeah. on him, which was great. It was great for my confidence. like, And it was good, I think, also too, that um, for me getting picked up, that the clubs could see that I could actually play a role like that. Um, Especially
0: after um, yeah, some of the after, feedback. Yeah, after
1: being knocked for just sort of not being... Or, uh, that sort of being my knock. So yeah. um, for my confidence going ahead, it was great. And I remember we played... Um, so yeah, Peer, wouldn't, Peer League didn't make finals that year, so that was it. And then I just went straight to the Colts team. We... Played a semi-final against Claremont. Beat them by like 40 points in yep. the semi-final. So yep. we finished top, won that, and then it was straight to the grand final. So we were thinking like, how good is this? We beat West Perth, we beat Claremont in the year. Uh, like we probably think we're a better side than them. We should be sort of home. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't pan out that way, that's for sure. Yeah, what ended up happening? Um, so yeah, Claremont beat West Perth in the prelim next week. And then it was us versus Claremont in the grand final. Um, so yeah, I had a pretty insane year in games like that. That game was unreal too, pretty similar. Um, we were up, I think, early and then, um, yeah, it was just like neck and neck the whole way. And then I remember, I think it was two or three points in it and one of our players, John Aieto, sort of gets a handball receive, sort of run into open goal, has a shot um, and one of the clément boys like smothers it, goes out of bounds look at the clock and there's like three seconds left they've won out. so like that was insane that was insane playing Optus um it was also good too like all my mates are playing that Colts team so we're pretty flat but these are all experiences that like I can take to me, me yeah. Grave. so yeah it was a pretty um yeah it was a pretty awesome year for me for like in terms of footy and um and the teams I had Like we were all pretty talented teams so yeah um yeah I would definitely something I'll cherish
0: it's a massive year yeah um at the end of it uh, we've heard a little bit about it but where were you at in regards to the draft and getting picked up like how much of a chance did you think you were I think maybe after the 18s carnival and the way the year had gone you might have thought you were more of a chance and then I don't know do you think that um do you think that mid-season the fact that you've traveled over to Melbourne and stuff do you reckon that Mm -hmm. helped
1: I think so yeah I think I think that the most, ex- like the most exposure you can get to AFL clubs and sort of having your name put out there is massive. Like yeah. I don't think – yeah, I, I think like clubs sometimes see you – you see sometimes clubs draft players who come from nowhere, but most of the time it's a player who's been around the like, traps for a while or is a top 50 player. Yeah. He's going to get picked up. So
0: it seems to be a lot more like that these days. Yep, yep. Like definitely. it's a lot more um, planned out and forecasted. Not that yep. it wasn't before. Yep. But I but know… Yeah, you don't see many players nah, being picked up from nowhere. I know my, in, when I was around that age, yep. there was a bit more of the out of nowhere. Yep, yeah. With a couple of guys in particular.
1: Yeah, I think clubs were more happy to take a risk back then maybe and now it's sort of… A lot different. Yep, Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, so… Um, yeah, so that was. I, I don't really know. What I was sitting out, to be honest. I, d- I wasn't sure if I was going to get drafted. Um,
0: but you thought you might have been a chance. Yeah, definitely. Did yeah. you have a manager or anything at that yep. stage? Yeah, like I did.
1: And um, he was sort of telling me that like there's some clubs keen, keen. And then in that, so there's like the pit where you're not where you're not playing footy. There's not nothing you can do. It's sort of the best period because you know you've done everything, and you just you just speak to a few clubs, and you sort of sort of say, well, there's not much more I can do. If you want to pick me, pick me, sort of thing. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I had um, Collingwood and Carlton come to my house um, and have an interview with me and that went pretty well, I thought. And I thought Collingwood actually really liked me and I didn't even speak to Freya for six months before the draft. Six to nine months. Yeah, okay. So I thought that – oh, they're not that keen. I don't think they're probably – they're probably out of the question. So I remember watching the draft um, on draft night and I knew that my best chance was rookie draft, so – I was just watching and I was just watching all my mates get drafted and I was like this is great like I think oh, maybe 10 or oh, maybe 10 to 13 players got drafted from that team that state team and I was like oh, this is unreal I'm so happy for him blah blah but I was, yeah. remember going to bed on draft night thinking like sort of same thing as last year maybe I know we caught out like just sort of thinking the worst yeah. um, next day the rookie draft was on I remember waking up just getting ready for work I think it was a Friday waking up getting ready for work um looked at my phone, saw nothing there. Yeah. S- saw that the rookie draft was through four picks and hadn't been called out.
0: How many picks? How many picks roughly?
1: Oh, it depends. It, yeah, it can go yeah. from twenty to forty. Yeah. Um but from twenty onwards woods it's mainly just teams read rookie players. Yeah.
0: That so That were like, on the list already. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: So I remember looking at my phone, thought, Oh crap, I'll just go have a shower for work. Yeah. Turn off the app. I mean, they fell up, you turned off, yep, yeah,
0: because yep. you thought it's done and dusted.
1: Sort of, yeah. And I just thought, well, I don't know. There's no point sort of dwelling on it. Or just yeah. ready to go for work.
2: Yeah.
1: Come back to my phone, have like 10 missed calls. Yeah. A thousand messages, like all this stuff. I yeah, was just yeah. like, wow, like saying, like, I just remember the uh, first message was like, mate, like, oh my God, how good this is this? And I was like, wow, this is me, like. And yeah. then I'd just scroll down and it was like, Random calls, random calls, and then a message from, like, Peter Bell. Yep. Saying, give us a call back, mate, we can. They had a footy. The head of footy head of yeah. Freo.
0: So, you, yeah, you've ended up being picked up by Freo in the rookie draft yep. already. So, before, I was going to ask you what um, that was like, but uh, we might actually have something that displays what that was like at the time. So, <laughs> we'll we just take a listen to this.
1: Oh, I know hey, mate, how you doing? Good, Jarvis, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Congratulations. Nah, cheers Welcome to Freo,
0: how do you feel mate?
1: Oh, stoked, absolutely stoked, over the moon
0: <laughs> uh, I'm told you had no idea you'd been selected by Freo this morning until Peter Bell called you up to say congratulations, is that right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it is right, um, the, the AFL app wasn't updating so I, I flicked off the screen and I sort of just uh, put this phone beside me and then got a call from Belly and then yeah. he's like, you've been picked and I was just, are you serious?
0: <laughs> How do you react to, to Peter Bell calling you up saying you're going to play for Freo? Can you talk us through the, the phone call?
1: Um, oh, I was laying in bed and it definitely got me out of bed, got me out of bed quite quick. So, um, no, I was just stoked and I couldn't believe it. I was sort of in shock.
0: Yeah, so that probably that sums it up for me. But to, a couple of takeaways out of that. You, you said that the AFL, that wasn't updating so that's a lie. You just chuck the phone away <laughs> and said you are going on. That's it. Good, and then yeah. and then the other the, dummy. And the other the <laughs> other bit I liked was oh, it got me out of bed quick, lightning out of bed, eh? <laughs> like, be of bed, just mate. laying in bed. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but yeah, in all seriousness, like like keep talking us through what it was, what was going through your head, and what it was like when you got the call from Peter Bell.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so many emotions going through. Like I can't remember just having phone call, phone call. So that's, you're sort of trying to deal with that and trying to think about what to say to, to everyone. And um, you don't really digest it until, I only really like digested what happened until like maybe 10 o'clock. So three hours later, when I could actually put the phone down and just think like, oh my God, this is insane. Did you end like, up going like, to work that day? No. I was no going to say. I just called my boss and I said, mate, I'm not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah, l- fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so and I was like, yeah, no, I'm never coming in everyone. So like, the best. That, that's that was a, one of the best things. I've never going to work again. So, um, <laughs> ever again. Ever again. <laughs> cool. yeah. yeah. No, no. Anyway, yeah. Um, and yeah, just so stoked. for, Like I remember mum coming in and just like giving me a massive hug and just getting around me so hard. Like it was just, it was amazing. Yeah, it's pro- it's honestly is like the best day of your life because you can't describe the emotions you're going through. Like I remember, um for came to my house gave me all my gear and like my jumpers and same stuff like day? That. same day same yeah, day yeah literally like obviously planned so I obviously came like yeah, yeah. 2 hours later yeah. and um, bought everything had a chat to him who
0: who came who came Simon so Eastall
1: he um yeah. he was one of the coaches at the time yeah um so yeah then it sort of tells you that you're going to start monday um
0: so what day was the rookie draft friday yeah okay so, so you like, had the weekend yeah so just had
1: yeah. the weekend obviously it's pretty lucky i didn't get have to travel yeah, or anything. 100%. Yeah. So, um, and then they just said like, oh, do you want to, you can either just still live here and travel up or you can, we can get you in like a host family or moving a player. And I was like, I want to live with a player. Like, oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Who would you end up moving in with?
1: Um, I moved in with four boys or three boys, Sam Sikowski, Lloyd Meek and Bradley Banfield. Yeah. Um, who were great. So good. Taught me so much. And Yeah. Um, were probably, they already at the club? Yep. 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 Um and I knew Bailey pretty well because he was playing at Peel a fair bit. So he was one of the guys that sort of as a free, as a Freo player early on it was sort of segregated Freo and Peel. So Bailey was like one of the guys that actually integrated with the Peel Boys. So had a good relationship with him from that. Um, but yeah, I've probably done that head in coming in like just a young, young young bloke, not <laughs> really living at a home before. But yeah, yeah I'm so grateful for them, that's for sure. And where were you living? Um in Adelaide, They yeah. had a Little four-bedroom house in Adidal, um on Preston Point Road. So good spot. Yeah. Great spot. When you're moving from Mandra, you're moving there. <laughs> yeah, um, Bit of an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, it was good fun. So, um, But, yeah, I remember just catching up with mates at Arbo and just like that was so good. Just yeah. sitting with them and just celebrating with them. Um, but, yeah, it happens pretty quick. Like you're in and then I think by Sunday I was moving to like into Addedale.
0: Yeah, so yeah. Um, how long did the phone call with Peter Bell go for?
1: It was pretty quick, actually. I think yeah. he was in Melbourne, so he was walking through the airport. Yeah, So, okay. it was like a five-minute phone call. Yeah. And it was like a we'll chat more on Monday. Yeah, righto. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just remember I wasn't really sure who, Fre- who else who Freya were who drafted. So, um, but then I found out and I didn't really know anyone. Like, we all sort of come in. I think I drafted um, the two boys in Victoria, so Hayden and Caleb. Yeah. Um, and then... Michael Frederick from Adelaide. Yep. And it was all sort of spread out. So, um, any yeah. other WA boys that year? Uh, they drafted two academy players, Leno Thomas and Izzy Butters. Yep. Um, and there's definitely one more I'm forgetting. But I can't, can't get to it right now. Yep. <laughs>
0: um, and in that initial period, like your arrival at the club, a lot when you, when you first went down, like up to the Christmas period, obviously first year players most people would know, get sort of monitored and that yep. kind of thing. But what was it like just being at a professional AFL club, yep. um, essentially doing footy full-time?
1: I remember being so nervous the first day walking in. remember, like, thinking, like, have I done enough um, before this period coming back? Like, didn't really know what to expect. I think that's the main thing. You don't really know what to expect. You don't really know.
0: So you didn't really have many expectations going in?
1: No, not really. No, I think... I was sort of the opposite to players that – like first-year players that come in. Like I think Hayden and Caleb probably wanted to play that first year and they were thinking like they, could, they should play. But then I remember coming in thinking I don't really have any expectations. I just want to soak up as much as I can. Um, I felt like I was – because I was mature age, I felt like I working and stuff like that gave me a good balance and sort of gave me a good perspective on what a footy environment's like and how grateful I was to be there. Yep. Um, and it sort of gave me some good habits too already coming in. Um, which, which probably bumped me above a couple of them the first years. So that was good. And um, I just remember being a little bit frustrated early because I, I, same thing, I was mature age and I thought that um, I didn't need to be doing this gym stuff. I feel, like, I feel like I should be training, whereas they were just so strict on first years, just monitor, do warm-up and a skill drill and then out into the gym. And I just remember thinking like done enough work like i've done two pre-seasons now i've done a senior pre-season yeah surely i should be training okay. somewhere with that being a little bit frustrating but yeah there was no expectations on playing or anything like. That. i just wanted to again soak it all in
0: yeah so you were spending most of your weeks in the sessions in the gym instead of out on the track
1: yeah yep yeah. so it's all they well at the time for our i think it's so different now like what i've seen the first years come in they just sort of get thrown in and it's what they can do but um at that time it was like do that, and then go into the gym and like do your glute stuff to get your glutes strong, so that your core and your groin and stuff don't sort of break down mm. and get sore. So, um, yeah, it was all these like weird exercises that I've done them for, and you realise that, that your glutes aren't that strong because yeah. you don't really use them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, early on.
0: Yeah, and then obviously, like we all, everyone went through. The experience in some or oh, to some degree we still are or some people still are some places still are of um COVID yeah which first hit early in 2020 it was that that was the first time it sort yep. of came through which was your year at Frio so your year on a list wasn't really a normal experience I suppose probably the pre-season part of it yeah was pretty normal yep. because it wasn't really going on then it was sort of building to that point but yeah, talk us through, like, that experience being a young bloke. You've been drafted in your first year at an AFL club. That's yep. enough probably sort of as it is. And then you also have to work through COVID and everything that came with that. You um, spent time in the hub yep. that year. Yep. Yeah, talk us through Talk us through that.
1: Yeah, such a weird time, hey, like, to think what we were a couple years ago and talk are out, like, yeah. we wouldn't be having this chat. Nah. So well, maybe via Zoom. Maybe, yeah. Exactly if, I could, Zoom.
0: if I could work out the technology,
1: but probably not. <laughs> probably not. I'm definitely old. not. Um, you are 45. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like that was such an interesting time. We, I remember we, had, we, got, we got to practice matches, so Zach Sam's what we are now. Round one was next week. Yeah. Um, and then today, they just, they just called us and just said, boys, everyone's away from the club, lockdown, quarantine. There's no date on where we'll be back. There's no data or anything. It's just sort of no one really knows what's happening. Um, this is all by Zoom. Um, no one knows what's happening. WA government's trying to work through it, blah, blah, um, Until then, sit tight. And then more information come out in the next couple of days. And eventually we will to get training exemptions that we could train for an hour a day at an oval. And just like, so, but it was only, it was only out to be, I think it was three kilometres away from your house. So we chose East Freo. Um, was that oh, yeah. the whole group or just no, whoever? Was, yeah. yeah, so whoever lived three kilometers away from each other <laughs> could meet together. So how
0: many of you were training together?
1: Well, there was like ten to twelve, but we weren't allowed to actually train together. Yeah, you had to be in threes or fours. Yeah, so like that was another dynamic. Like mm. trying to do training sessions, like all you could really do was run. Yeah, so we'd do that, and then the club started um, dropping off like gym equipment to each other's houses, and then obviously if like some people had gyms already, they didn't need it. So um, but I think that happened for like a month. We were doing that. of Just consistent stuff. And then yep. I remember like a week, they'd be like, oh, yeah, might be back next week. And then, nah, no, think So I think it, it went on for a month. And then they somehow got the season underway. But they said, they, obviously, the WA government was so strict. They just said, well, no games here. If you want to play footy, it's all over east. So I think we were back to the club for two weeks to try and get everyone prepared to be um, back playing. And I, I actually come back in really good nick. And I remember JL having a chat with JL, and he was... Um, Justin Longmuir, obviously. Justin yeah. Longmuir, yep. <clears throat> and he was really impressed with how I'd come back. Because um, I'd trained with like some pretty elite guys. Like my housemate at the moment, Steph Giro. He was on the list at the time and he's an awesome professional. So he'd come back in good to nick too. So I just sort of stuck with him. Um, and I sort, of, I, reckon I sort of jumped a few guys who hadn't done too much. Because there's a lot of boys thinking that footy was going to come back. So a
0: few took, took the piece?
1: Yeah, 100%. A mm-hmm. lot of boys were playing COD 24-7. Anyone
0: you want to name or? No <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> I was suggesting if <laughs> you'd be th- brave
1: enough. I think there's a few boys you can see what the other rigs are like now. <laughs> who haven't done. Yeah. Um, but they play a good footy in the
0: I reckon I'm thinking of someone that you're probably talking about. Yep. Yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, like probably jumped a few boys and then went to the hub. They took everyone to the hub. Um, which was awesome, by the way. That first hub was sick. So in Gold with, Coast, yeah. yeah, so much fun. We were in, um, just set up in a hotel. Yeah, it was like a resort. Yeah. So there was a golf club around a golf course around us. Um, basketball courts, tennis courts.
0: Much of a golfer?
1: No. Did no, you get into it at all? There? No, nah, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Heaps of boys did, but yeah. there was enough. There was so much there to do. Like there was like a games room with like um, like Daytona and yeah, K okay. set up everywhere. So yeah. like you had so much. So much there to do. So that was awesome. Um, and then being there with your mates, I think, because we stayed there with West Coast. So West Coast were all on the bottom floors and we were all on top floors. Yeah, okay. Um, so as a kid, like, I was a massive West Coast fan. Really? So you're just, like, walking in and seeing Nick Nat. Seeing Nick Nat get over roots. Have, have a, a him, chat? Like, <laughs> nah, too way too scared <laughs> <back> to have <him. laughs> um, But, yeah, like, it was, it was really cool. That was really cool. I think we were there for four weeks or five weeks. Mm. So... Um, Season started, we played five fracking matches. Yeah. But we didn't have the healthiest list at the time. So they were meant to be obviously full 22 versus 22, but didn't work out a lot. A lot of time we'd be 18 versus Gold Coast for some reason had like 50 players in the list. So it was like 18 versus like 28 Gold Coast players. <laughs> so like we're going to getting thumped because yeah. they're just rotating on and off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and didn't want to give us any players. Yeah. So we them and we like it was pretty much every other team that was in Gold Coast at the time. We just versed their twos. Um, so that was a good experience. Like you played against some good players like Tyson Stengel at the time was playing for Adelaide and played with him and remember that vividly. Um, but yeah, like it still wasn't really footy. Like mm. a lot of the time, I think the first one was 18 versus eighteen, second game was like 15 versus 15. Like so pretty hard. Especially yeah. Especially playing down back. Yeah,
0: but, yeah, I know, yeah. Um, Would have been hard to generate that sort of yeah, feeling of it being – Yep. Like, proper as well.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's the thing. It was, like, like the coaches run mm. Coaches runpointing Yeah. They're, like, you can't really...
0: Well, it's like when you do match sim at training. Yeah, definitely. And even, like, doing pre-season games. Yeah, When it is organised and yeah. full teams, it's still not still quite the, the same, thing. is it?
1: Yeah. And, like, they've got, they've got footage and stuff, so they're still trying to make it seem like it's legit, but I think you're watching clips that, like, a forward hitting up, and he's got, like, 30 metres of space around him, and you're, like, well... It's not going to happen in a real game. Nah. Like, there's not 15 players on the ground. Yeah. So, just stuff like that was really hard to adapt to. But then it was also awesome. Like, same time. Had so much fun. So, then after that, we came S- back to. Especially if
0: you don't have a family and stuff, I'm guessing Yeah. would yeah. have been an unreal time. I, I remember
1: that was the thing early. Um, heaps of older boys were pretty concerned of kids. Yeah. Moms, all that sort of Understandable. thing. Understandable. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So, um, it was a challenging time. But I think a lot of people put it aside so that the footy could get back on the way. Yeah. Um, that's why they try to make it seem. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What um? When did you when did you get back from the hub? Yes,
1: yeah, so I think we were there for four weeks, so it would have been mid. or were there? It went pretty late this season, maybe like June. Yeah, June or July, and then we had another couple games in Perth. Yeah, same thing again for us twos, like just versing the other person twos at Coburn. Um, I remember like <laughs> we were Sydney one day. And, like, Buddy Franklin's on pie, like, <laughs> like, stuff like that. The budwa. Like, yeah, the big Budwa. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. And it was, like, a 12v12 game. Do you have a chat to him? Nah. <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember, like, um, Hugh Dixon. He was, like, a massive Swans fan growing up. Yeah, okay. And I remember, um, oh, whoever he was playing on Buddy, like, said something about him to him. Like about Dixon. About Dixon. Yeah. And Dicker was like so flat after the game. He was like, that's my idol. He just he just ripped me. Did like, he rip him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. And he's like, oh, you should never meet your idols, should you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what they say. I know. Yeah. Um, funny.
0: And then, yeah, so obviously you've gone through that experience. Um, end of the year, unfortunately, well, unfortunately you didn't, didn't get the experience of playing an AFL game. And, I mean, given the circumstances, very unlucky and it was – bloody rough, um, that you got delisted at the end of 2020 after one year, which probably didn't even feel like you got a proper crack at it. Yeah. Um, obviously, it doesn't bring up good memories, but I have to ask what was, the, um, what was that process like? Like did, uh, AFL can be a brutal business at times yeah. from everyone you yep. talk to.
1: Definitely. Yeah, it's 100% a business at the end of the day. Like they have to make decisions which they see fit and sometimes it's not fair. But I think... I've had enough time now to deal with it and like fully yeah. come across it and yeah. see, take the best things out of it. Yeah. It's honestly made me grow as a person so much. Mm. Like it's fast tracked me moving out of home like to where I am now. So obviously moving out of home first year, you're not really sure you currently, you sort of think of oh, like mum's gonna do this for me. So you have to sort of get forced to be able to learn to do things for yourself. So um, yeah, I'm so grateful for the opportunity and so grateful for where I'm now from it. Mm. Um, it was obviously a hard time.
0: Did you see it coming?
1: Oh, well, not really. Oh, sort of. So, start of the year, I remember they said, like, you're a rookie, one-year deal. Um, rookies always get two. We'll always get another year to show what they're worth because you can't really show what you're going to do for one year. Yeah. So, I remember thinking that and then it got to late in the year and um, – AFL obviously didn't make any money that year. So they said, well, we have to cut. We have to do something. We have to cut lists. Mm. And I think it got cut by 10. So we to the last hub and already Freud had cut four players who they just didn't want to take over because they didn't see that there'll be any, any... Really? Yeah. In any, season? In, in season. So like Cam McCarthy, um, I think Izzy Butters. I don't think Jesse Hogan didn't come to the hub. Like... um, so, yeah, so like they had already made decisions on next year. Um, and they, I remember I had a chat to Justin and said, like, well, sh- oh, no, sorry, Peter, Peter Bell. And I said, should I come? And he goes, yeah, well, we want you there. Um, but there's no guarantees next year, but we would like if you come. Yeah. So I sort of saw it as a positive, but also, well, it's a good chance for me to put my best foot forward. And mm. who knows, you, you don't use opportunities, you might as well just go and yeah, 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 try and save it and lift it up. Um, so, yeah, then we went over there. And I remember there was like, it was a, a selection for spots. So I think it was like eight of us who were out of contract, but then something like five or four spots that we all knew it was like guaranteed. Yeah. So that was like the weirdest environment ever because like you're best mates with these players and then you know that you're competing with them. It's him. a funny
0: thing about footy, isn't it? It's so funny. In general. I know. Like. It's
1: such a it, – there's no environment like it anywhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Like you would never have a work environment like that. Nah. Like so um, you can see at times how it gets to players and that's how there's so much mental health and stuff like that like yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah, so, I remember coming back and we were in quarantine, um, and we were allowed to go into the club and just get moving and do stuff like that. So I remember my off day. I just thought coming to the club. I had an exit meeting on Monday. This was the Friday. I remember I coming to the club and I just thought.
0: So like, like five days later. So what? So, nah, so oh, you had one coming up on the yeah, Monday. Yeah, I had an exit
1: meeting coming up on the Monday. Yeah, got ya. And then on that Friday, I was like, I'll just go on the club, do a gym session, maybe do we'll a swim, um, and then just as I was leaving, I remember. Um, our PDM play development manager, Mark Anderson, he just said, oh, um, Jav, can you just wait five belly chance to have a chat here? And I was thinking, oh, shit, <laughs> this probably isn't good.
0: Yeah, so they didn't even wait for the buddy exit. Nah,
1: then. nah. So, like, yeah, it makes me think, like, because I, th- I don't think they were, like, organised either with it. So, like, it makes me think if I didn't come in, maybe they would have been more organised and I might have got better feedback on the Monday. But I just remember going into the office and it was, like, belly to my left, David Walls in the middle and Justin Longo like, to my right. David
0: Walls was the list manager. Yep.
1: Um and yeah, I just remember like Belly took charge and just like ultimate professional, like he spoke and I just remember like sitting there just holding back tears, like literally just like mm. trying not to speak. Yeah. And just so like sort of caught off guard. Um and then they were like, Have you got any questions at the end of it? And they literally gave me no negative feedback. They just said it was all circumstance. Um, like, you brought so much to my club this year from, like, an off-field and, like, personality, like, you, you're your best self, like, you're your true self, all this stuff. Um, just unlucky sort of thing. Like, they just kept saying that. Yeah. You know? And, like... Were,
0: I suppose some of it probably was true because... But then I remember... If you talk about cuts to the list and stuff, yeah. maybe you, you stay yeah. there if that wasn't all happening. Yeah. Given yeah. that, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, Anyhow. I remember
1: just, like... I didn't have, like, the capability to answer, like, ask questions because I knew if I asked questions, I was going to start bawling. Yeah. I was just like, I just want to get out of this because I'm not ready. Yeah. So, I was getting in my car and I was just, like, thinking about everything that I should have asked. So, then, like, a couple of weeks later, I went home. So, that was the hardest thing, too, also, going home that night to a household full of, like, all my teammates. Yeah. And them not not knowing that I've been told I've been enlisted. Yeah, okay. Yeah. so yeah, that was like I remember just feeling like so. It was like embarrassed. I was like in shame, like embarrassed. But like, you don't need to feel that way as well. Like, but you can understand how yeah, you would at the time. Yeah, one hundred percent. So it's yeah. like it's such a whirlwind of emotions, mm. and you don't want to talk to anyone. Like you don't want to tell your mom and stuff like because you like, you are embarrassed. Or yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah, like. But.
0: Did you end up ask getting a chance to ask any of those questions yeah, at any so point?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah, so two weeks later I gave them both a call and they just said like same thing, message and they just said like there's not much more you really could have done like end of the day you probably weren't that ready in that year to play games but like that's no fault of your own mate like we didn't draft you to play one year yeah like and they just said there was just players in your position that were just in front of you at the time like just go back and just have a good year and it's all you really can do Mm. so like that's what sort of gave me the most bitter taste about it. Yeah. After Like I remember being pretty like sort of off footy and um wasn't sure where I sort of would sit, come back to peel. And I was probably a little bit overweight. Not overweight, but I was unfit, I'd say I was. Because I just didn't really have that drive. Yeah. To sort of go back and like play well. Yeah. So yeah, it was interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. It's an interesting patch.
0: Yeah. I was yeah, I was gonna say lot like, sort of touching on that, like obviously a lot of lot of young kids have the dream of um playing AFL footy and like there are plenty that don't even end up making it to a list and then there are there are some who um do but aren't there for long. Like I mean a lot of people talk about the average um time spent on a list is only like three years. Yeah, like yep. if you do obviously there's some that spend plenty, but yeah, that's averaged out. Um I mean, some people probably have the personality where they've got a bit more perspective or whatever, and it's easier to to deal with it. But um, like in regards to, uh, just where you're at and your mental health, like how did how did you sort of deal with all that? Like you touched a little bit on you probably didn't have the best pre season, but how did you manage to sort of process it?
1: Yeah, I um, yeah, I've never really had like an issue with mental health. Like I've always been a pretty happy bloke. Like yeah, never really had. Sort of too much on. But I remember that year in that last hub, especially being in Cairns. So we were and like, we weren't playing, we were just training. Like, had no family. Hadn't seen my family for like nine months. Mm. Hadn't seen any of my mates for like nine months. They were yeah. doing stuff like, because WO was out of quarantine then. So, so out of lockdown. So, like, they were all doing stuff. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, like, I would love to see him. Like, so I remember like getting a bit flat in that stage. And then we got back, there was still like, sort of a bit of anxiety about like if I'm going to get another spot or not. And like, there was heaps of emotions going there. Yeah. And then it all sort of carried on to when I obviously got the flick and then it probably took, like I try and like move on pretty quickly. Mm. I feel like I did that pretty well. It's a
0: lot to deal with though.
1: It is hundred percent. And I feel like it only uh, probably like three or four weeks later is when I actually like dealt with it. Yeah. And come to terms with it. And that's what sort of just sort of like recognize how I was feeling and out there and that's how i sort of overcome it i think so that and that's when i actually realized that well do i want to play footy do i what i want to do so i had to go think about what i was actually going to do Mm. um and i'll go back to footy and then i just thought like i'll just get around my mates and just enjoy it and just have fun and yeah um yeah which i I got back to and feel like i'm in a really good place now and sort of progress from that that moment probably four or five weeks later yeah so um but yeah, it was definitely an interesting time. But I wasn't sure. I feel like I was in limbo, mm. a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: trying to work out what what was next. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, you ended up going back to Peel. Obviously, you're at Swans now. Was there any thought of shifting at the end of that year, or yeah. or you're always going to be going back to Peel?
1: No, there was definitely. I um, I did sort of want to go elsewhere, especially because. I didn't want to go back to that free connection, yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of the main reason why I wanted to go. But because a, I have a listed player, you come back as 10 points.
0: Which for, is like, for other clubs, yeah.
1: Yeah, which is like pretty stiff because I didn't play a game. Like mm. me and Brandon McIntyre, was listed that year, he was 10 points. Like it doesn't make much sense. Like yeah. He's played 10 years of footy. I played one. Yeah. So like, but I was what I was. And then for the peel, I was at one point. So they would take me back obviously for – not much. And if any other club wanted me, it would be 10 points. And like for other clubs, they didn't want to risk on me not playing footy for a whole year yep. and then coming back into a side with 10 points. So no club so sort of wanted to take that punt. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll go to Peel this year and I'll just be like the best club I could be, play the best footy I can. Um, and like, I had a really enjoyable year. Like, I loved it. And not being like Fines Master, like, yeah. So much fun. Like, yeah. all my best mates are there. Like, um, had an okay year to the start. I actually played, played pretty well. And then I did my Patella tendon.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, because you only played 11 games. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, my Patella tendon? must have been 11 games in. Or no, seven games in, maybe. And then missed um, the whole back end. Yeah. But still wasn't sure what I was going to do. Still wanted to stay. Like, it's hard being in for a club, playing for a club, like, you're, in, like, you're made to in and out pretty regularly because three players come back and then they play resies and it's like a hard sort of roller coaster yeah, for them. So yeah. it's definitely interesting. It's, it's, it's a dynamic that's like so different to playing at Swans, right? Yeah, I could imagine. Yep.
0: Peel seem to have done it fairly well. When you look at the way things panned out with um, East Perth, yep. it seemed to go a lot worse. But yeah, yeah well, no doubt it'd be a tough um, sort of tough setup mm. for guys, yep. for local guys. Yep. I think especially. Yeah. Um so you get to the end of 2021 and then obviously you end up at Swans. So what was um what was the process from there getting to Swans? Um did you talk to anyone else uh like any other waffle clubs and then I mean how did you land on Swans and get to Swans?
1: Yep. Um yeah, I spoke to Brad Dodd who was my old Colts coach. Yeah. Who's Feel Smart of East Fremantle. Okay. Um, and obviously, like, pretty close to me. Ten minutes away of the Oval. Like, Yep. Um, knew a few boys at East Fremantle. Like, Hugh Dixon was there. Dilly Riley was there, who I played at Fremantle with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, spoke to them before I spoke to Swans. And was, like, sort of keen. Had a good think. And I was like, oh, that could be a good fit. And then um, Swans hit me up pretty late. I think probably... Like a couple weeks later, than what East Fro did, and then I had a chat with Smarty. Um, and it just sort of kicked off from where we were before. Like, didn't really know much about Swans, I only knew Locky Riley, so um, it was a big risk coming. Like, I didn't really know anyone, yeah. Um, a bit far out, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Just said it around, I just like what Smarty was said, and um, supporter base, they're like, is, is amazing, like. Mm. It's nothing I've ever seen before in a yeah. club. So,
0: did you talk to Lockie before you decided?
1: I did, but Lockie's a very hard man to reach by by, uh, <laughs> uh, by messages and stuff like that. He's not very good on the old. He's not very tech savvy. So, he um he gave me like a nice paragraph, but um, <laughs> still, I still wasn't settled. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I I think that what got me across the line was just like history of the club, like really big family club. Um, yeah. Seemed like a really, they like, seemed like a real nurturing club. Um, they seemed on the up, I thought. We, I think we are definitely on the up. So, yeah. um, young side.
0: Because we'd, yeah, we'd played finals obviously that yeah. year. Yeah.
1: And the yeah. whole reason for me leaving was purely because I wanted to pl- train and play with A-grade talent. And um, I said this to Pew and I didn't really take it like well, but I said that obviously because Peel have Freo on game day, they have a like great talent, but at training, wait to wait, you don't really have that. Mm. Like you don't really have that player. Who's like like a Jesse Turner, who you can like do training standards from like what's training standards from like, so it's hard for them when they have one marquee player, Like they can't have too much more because of salary cap and like, et cetera. Yep. Um, because Freo players obviously come in. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So that was my whole reason why I wanted to leave. Cause I still, wanted to be the best player I could be. Yeah. And I wanted to forge a good waffle career. Yep. So that was my main two reasons. Yeah, yeah. Bit of
0: consistency um, coming to a non aligned yeah. yep. non aligned club.
1: Definitely. And then yeah, exactly. A consistent role. And sort of know where you're gonna sit yep. every week.
0: Yeah. Um you had a decent start to your life at Swans, um first game, albeit a loss against East Perth. Um but you must have gone pretty well because you were requested um, post-game and you actually had something to offer up that we'll listen to right now.
1: Uh, welcome Jarvis. First game of the club. How'd you pull up? Yeah, not too bad. Um, we're always good for the run after it but uh, obviously not, not the result we wanted. Um, I think we played a footy we want to play probably three quarters and in against teams like we're sort of obviously competing for spots that we want to play finals and we, we can't sort of have lapses throughout the game so um, to go next
0: week and go again. I like that a lot. Just team man, straight it's into it. There. Spoken like someone who'd been at the club for years. 40 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, nah, you had a pretty good start and you obviously played 17 out of 18 games last year. Yep. Um, consistent footy and sort of built into and found your feet at the club and in that role on the wing. Yep. Um, how'd you find it? How'd you find the year?
1: Yeah, I thought I started that first game... Well, and I thought um, I thought I had a good preseason. I wasn't really sure where we were at, like as a as a team. So it was good to see where we were from that first game. Um, yeah, it's a long time ago, isn't it? Mm. So, um, yeah, but it's and then after that game, I remember we got COVID against East Fremantle. Yeah, and after that, I could, sort of couldn't find my feet, and I, I found it hard coming to a new club where because obviously wanted to impress. And um, obviously wanted to play good footy. But I found it hard coming in and, and just playing well every single week. Um, and especially in a role where – on a wing where sometimes it doesn't go your way. Um, so I found it hard early to sort of find my feet. But then as the year went on and I found obviously more consistent footy, I felt like I built and every week to week was more consistent yep. of how I wanted to play. So it was just more bridging that gap for me of when I do play well – Compared to having an off day, just becoming a bit more consistent and just aligning that little bit, like gap a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, But that's the end of the day what a good waffle player is, isn't it? Like mm. just being able to turn up and be consistent every week. 100%. And bridging your bad game for your good game. Yeah, yeah. And I
0: think obviously COVID played a bit of a part um, that year, obviously, because a few of us missed early, which made it a bit harder yep. coming to a new club. But yep. then. Yeah, obviously you built into the year pretty well. Um, you spent a year, you've spent a year at the club now, two pre seasons. What yep. are your thoughts on Swan Districts as a club? Um, as a person who didn't grow up playing at the footy club, but who has come in and ex- you've experienced different environments, so what's your like? What are your thoughts on Swans as a club now? Having experienced this for a while,
1: yeah, it's great. I think it's great because we have a mixture of players who ha- are in the same boat as me. Like we have a lot of big big boys who are in the same boat, so we obviously don't have that swanish connection, but then it's good having yourself, players like Jesse, Tobe, who have come back, who are players who are like people who have been Swansmen the whole life. Um, So it's good having that good mixture. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) One of the dogs is just trying to give you you a good leak. Yeah. Yeah, so like, do you like obviously you saw Swans as a family club? um, (laughs) The dogs are just (laughs) reaching out. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Um, you saw Swans as a family club coming in before. Do you feel that having been there now? Yeah. Do you feel that is the case?
1: I think like us as a group is really tight at the moment. Yeah. I think I haven't really been at a group before where your mates with most of the team, like you uh, you obviously you hang out with them. It is your life and uh, you hang out with them most of the time, but you still do have your groups. Whereas Mm. I think like now that we've had two years of like being able to genuine bond and having stuff outside of footy and common interests together, like we're all very different people, but we have similar interests and we still find somehow we're still all good mates with how different we have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've how different we are. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I love it so much. Just, like I've got some really good mates and mates that I hope that I hold through my life now. Mm. So, mm. um yeah, I'm excited for what comes ahead. But, yeah, just like going up on a Thursday night after training and to dinner and seeing how many people genuinely love the club yeah. and are there like having a beer or putting money into a raffle that mm. we don't really know about but yeah. they're in there and doing it. Yeah. Even the other night when um we did – the player auction, like that is at the season launch. Yeah, yeah. like that was an absurd amount of money to be <laughs> to be spending on on, on us. At the end of the day, yeah, and, and we don't even know the people.
0: We're in the same group. Yeah, yeah. Pressure. Pressure. Yeah, not the highest though.
1: Surprised that didn't pay big. <laughs> 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 but like that, that is just like for people who don't really know us, they just know us on a, from a football level and just have seen us play. Yeah, like, but to invest that much and have that much care and love for the club because they want them to obviously put money back into the club and want to see see it succeed and it sort of, it puts the pressure on us as a group but it also sort of inspires you as well to sort oh of play yeah. good footy for them because 100%. it's sort of bigger than you now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think
0: we do have the biggest supporter base Easily. in the comp yep. and you feel it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, playing Waffle is part-time um, so there's it's not just footy even though we have to put in a fair bit at waffle level these days to be good. Um, Would you consider yourself a bit of a footy-nuffy or not really? Like, you put a lot into your footy, how you dedicate and prepare. Would you say you're a bit of a footy-nuffy outside of footy?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think if you asked – I'd get
0: that impression.
1: Yeah, I think if you asked M, my partner, she would would say that. Yeah. I have gotten a lot better and a bit more flexible.
0: As you watch the footy on a TV yeah, screen, right I, now.
1: I have gotten a bit flexible, but um, it still, it still is sort of like I'm only 22. I still wanna, I still think I just want to get everything out of myself. Yeah, and that's
0: a surprise. 22 going on 23 seems like older, wiser, <laughs> more experienced head around the club.
1: Yeah, I force around you too much. I'm actually got <laughs> the personality of a 30 year old. <laughs> um, yeah, um. Nah like I, I, am, I am a footy nuffie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, um, I love the game. I always look to do, to like better myself. Mm. If there's anything I sort of read up on or, or hear, like I love the mental side of the game. I love all the sort of stuff that incorporates being a good person a a footballer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, will, I always will try and leave no stone unturned. If there's sort of anything, I'll ask questions or yeah, if there's yeah. anything I'm clear on them. I'm sort of the first one to seek feedback and yeah so
0: yeah how do you um how do you balance um the demand of having to work or study which a lot of guys have to and make the commitment to awful footy and I mean also just for your own mental health mm. like how do you balance it all um and switch off because there's a, f- a fair bit of stress there having to juggle multiple commitments 100%. W- like AFL like you would have experienced is full time, you can put all your focus into it. Yep. But how do you balance having multiple commitments that you have to worry about and put a fair bit into?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's tough, hundred percent. Like you, you know better than anyone. But, um, yeah, it's being in a, on an AFL list is is much easier than doing this. That's for sure. Mm. Um, you've only got sort of one thing to worry about. A lot of them do study in, on, on the side, but like they're doing degrees, four degrees in eight years. Yeah, so that just shows how much. They sort of put into that, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it is a massive demand, especially, um, especially mentally, being able to reset and switch off. Like I love weekends where I can just use a Sunday just to sort of relax and chill, and yeah. that's my reset. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I think I still do prioritize footy more than work, so. <laughs> I feel like your boss isn't listening yeah, to this. No. Yeah, you I know. You know he you knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I um, know that you're alone, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, I think because I think if you if you, tried to, if you tried to have them on the same level, you would burn out. Mm. You'd have to have one in front of the other and you'd have to sacrifice on something. Yeah. And we all make sacrifices on little things like yeah. that. And it's hard to juggle three things at once. with have obviously um, football say if you're starting a working relationship. Yeah, family like, um, and friends. 100%, yeah, mm. which um, I'm, I'm, still getting, I'm still getting there. I, like, I don't think anyone's perfect with those three or four things nah. that you have juggling. So nah. it, is, it is a balancing act. And, yeah, 100%. Um, but I think the people that do it probably the best are the ones that have probably played the more consistent footy and have the more like best sort of social life outside as well. So yeah. it is a juggling act for mm. sure.
0: Yeah, and what do you do for um? To tell the listeners what do you do for work outside of footy. I'm an who's I'm gonna, the Jarvis outside of footy. I'm
1: an apprentice plumber, just coming into my second year. Yeah, so going I, well. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's um, it was tough early, but um, no, nah, I have a pretty good boss who looks after me, so no digging and all that <laughs> sort of stuff, which is good. Yeah. but um, yeah, i mean, I just want to get this done, and I just want to have something behind me. So yeah, that, obviously when I do, when I can't play footy anymore. I have bit of income and yeah, yeah, a nice little, nice little gig on the side.
0: Yeah, because it, it's something you have to worry about with what you get paid at awful footy's not gonna nah, not at support at all. you. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. All right, we'll get into a few little segments, I suppose you could call them. Still got no stings or anything like that. I need to probably develop something, but maybe you're <laughs> we'll you're helping out with the fines and stuff. So we'll maybe it's something you can contribute <laughs> to. But these are just a couple of quick fire questions. Um, best sledge you've ever heard or copped if any
1: best sledge
0: you, if there isn't any that's all right but because i've heard a few i would definitely
1: ones. i would definitely have a few but on the top of my head right Can't now think of it. Nah. that's all right maybe we can come back to it yeah, come back um
0: to it. hardest training session you've done to date
1: Probably won this year, 100%. I'm trying to think. I'm it's funny
0: that every current I player I get up is going to say that.
1: That first um, beach and running session we did with the bar and stuff like that.
0: So on the beach where you had to run first and do the SAS. Yeah.
1: So we did a – end up being an 8K run um, on track and then up a sand dune, back down a sand dune, down, and then to the next sand dune. Yeah. So that was – ended up being 8Ks of running. And we're like, oh, that must be probably done. That's a big session. So <laughs> – that's obviously tested off pretty mentally, and then nope, we go to the beach and we have a twenty kilo bar, and we have an SSS 15. fifteen. Don't put the money on <laughs> twenty kilo. We have a um an SSS bloke there waiting for us with cones and all sorts of torture, and I just remember boys not following instruction, and we we're just coughing punishment after punishment. That was pretty tough. Yeah, which made it go longer. Which yeah. made it go for ages. Yeah, that was like a th- that was like a two and a half hour session. Yeah, brutal. Brutal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I think uh, whoever had on Jesse Turner and Lockie have both said um, sessions from the yeah from this pre season. What did just they gone. say? What ones? Uh, Jesse said Bluff Knoll. Yeah. Oh, actually, Jesse did say uh, talk about a hundred kilometer bike ride that he did on his own. Yeah, he did on Christmas uh, Day. Just, yeah, Jesse yeah. Turner things. Um, and I think Lockie Riley said Bluff Knoll as well. Yep. Yeah. Um. That was tough, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Favourite thing to do in your downtime and anything outside of footy about you that people wouldn't expect necessarily?
1: I like these, I like these hard-hitting questions. They're, <laughs> good. They're interesting. It's supposed to be quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
0: well, it, it, the original question is favourite thing to do in your downtime, but I added in that anything outside of footy that you wouldn't expect because Lockie Riley surprised me. Yeah, right. reads books.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't, yeah, I can say that. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he can read but does he?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. No, I don't know if anyone would have guessed that. Anyway, yeah, so it can just be a favorite thing to do in your downtime. Yep. Doesn't have to be anything special, but just in case there's a little nugget in there that we don't know about. Yeah,
1: I'll probably touch on Sundays, like I I enjoy not being h I enjoy not being hung on a Sunday. <laughs> I enjoy not drinking on a Saturday night just so I can enjoy my Sunday. Yeah. And that Sunday we'll just include like go to the beach. I won't read a book, but I'll <laughs> maybe cook a nice meal. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. would be nice for dinner. Yeah. Um, enjoy cooking. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I do enjoy that. That's probably, yeah, I actually have a, yeah, I love cooking. What's your like go-to, what's your signature dish? I love dish, trying new things.
0: But do you have a signature, like your best? <laughs> what would M say is your best?
1: She likes this Thai beef salad I make. Oh yeah. She loves it actually. Okay. But I can't replicate this. I made this one time and I made it really good. And ever since then, she goes. It's not the same. So Jeez, I that's said, a bit rough. I know. I said what I'm missing. Said, so it's tough. <laughs> it's just a hard. Making your work. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: No. Um. Last TV series you watched? Are you a TV watcher? Yep. TV series watcher? Yep. yep.
1: We watched. Um, we watched a few things. We watched Yellowstone. Yep. Have you seen that?
0: Nah, I've seen some of the start, but not all. Very good. Yeah.
1: And we watched. Um, White Lotus.
0: Oh, that was very good. Very good. Did you watch both seasons? Yep. Which one did you like better? Second season was very good. You like the second better? Yeah. I like the first. You just didn't we like the first. you It's yeah.
1: not cultured, You Didn't like the subtitles.
0: Nah, I don't mind that. Did you? Just like the first season better. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, and with the TV watching, is it mostly you and M have to watch the same thing together? How does that go? Because
1: yeah, well, she, we we were sort of watching maths for a little bit, which I hate. That I love it. <laughs> I, I love it but I hate it oh, I have
0: to concede same thing happened yeah. to me with Love Island
1: are you that, like yeah. that as well? <sighs> not for a while
0: though garbage yeah. TV just puts yeah, yeah, me yeah. in oh no
1: but Em went forward and watched like three episodes of Maps Without Me one night and and I just went what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't exist anymore do I <laughs> <laughs> so I was flat I was flat on that
0: now I can understand why she's <laughs> criticising your tall <told> beef salad <laughs> if you're giving her that <laughs> feedback <laughs> Oh yeah okay um this is a good one, added it in for Lockie's um, last time, three people that you would take to dinner, it can be anyone, dead, alive, whatever, um, and then the, the three current teammates you take with you to that dinner, yeah, and you have to pick three, there's no like, oh, like four or five, yeah. but first three people that you take to dinner, which is a, the classic question that gets yep. asked on podcasts.
1: On a theme, I went and watched Kevin Hart on Wednesday. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was in tears. That was the funniest thing. So I'd have to take him. Yeah. Um, I love rap. I'd take Drake. <laughs> okay. there's another one, Drizzy. I'd take Driz. And <laughs> as a third, I would take. I'll take a girl. I'll take. I'll take Margot Robbie. Okay. I feel like she'd be a good conversationalist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and the, then three, the three teammates. teammates.
0: That you'd take to the dinner. Has to be three only.
1: I'd love to take Chris. That would be so Chris Jones? Pretty. Just watching him interact oh, with yeah. like Kevin Hart and Drake. That's actually a good call. Because he, he wouldn't like him because nah. they're too mainstream. Yeah, 100%. So he wouldn't he wouldn't get around him, I feel like, but it would be funny to watch him interact. Chris, um. I'd take yourself because if I ever needed to struggle with conversation, you'd be there to help me. Oh, I'm happy with that. Yeah. So I, I'd, I'd be happy just to go like, let's oh, just, just take the lead <laughs> for a little bit. um, And then the third, I would take, it's a tough question, but I like it. I would take Chooker. Yeah. Jesse Palmer. I just love Chook. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: a, And that's a fair answer. Too. Yeah. Um, so, and then on the flip side of that, which teammate would you avoid rooming with on a trip at all costs or taking to the dinner?
1: <laughs> oh, Brocky would have to be out there, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, Brockie. Yeah, Adam Brock. Or I would avoid Ryan Kemp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. You can't have too much time with Kempy, can you?
0: Oh, yeah, no. No, he's Kevin good chemical value. Yeah. I know, yeah. Depends when. Can't wait for him to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll listen. I'll make sure he does. <laughs> um, all right, we'll move on. The next one's a little bit of dirt on um, dirt on Jav. This is always coming. Um, There's
1: another.
0: I hear that I didn't actually go to – I only went a couple of people, so I didn't go too hard, took it pretty easy. But I hear that you have had the nickname Bottas. Yep. which hasn't really made it its way to Swans, but it do hasn't. you want to tell us the story behind that?
1: <laughs> it's so the most stupid nickname ever, but that's how they stick, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, it started off with when I was at Freo and we were going we into F1 Fantasy and I remember sitting there with um, Luke Valenti, Stefan Giro and Adam Chera and Adam Chera was looking at his fantasy team and I said to him, oh, get Bottas, I like Bottas. And then... Luke, for some reason, just starts losing it like in laughter <laughs> and just says, you like Bottas? Why do you like Bottas? And I'm like, I don't know. And then he just starts going like, oh, Jarvis Bottas, Jarvis Bottas. <laughs> and then I'm like, that is the worst nickname ever, mate. That's not going to stick. And then on the training track, he words up Dave Mundy and says, um, start calling Jarvis Bottas. So then Dave starts doing it. And then...
0: Always gonna stick from there,
1: and then it, some and it just builds on that, just builds, builds, builds. Yeah, and then it finds its way to Peel. So Peel do it. Then my mates from Peel in meandra do it. So like, and it's all just started from Luke just saying that. So has so it hasn't made its way to Swans? Maybe we'll have to pick it up at Swans. <laughs> it's just so silly. <laughs> they uh, might have to
0: come up. or oh, it's gonna be heard.
1: It's not the worst nickname. There's worse nicknames going around. Yeah, it could be worse. I don't want he, it.
0: He's, been, he's with an Aussie, he Valtieri. Is, he loves Australia. Have you he seen He does. He's got the mullet. Yeah. yeah. So He's a funny man. Yeah, not a bad one. Um, another thing which hasn't really translated or crossed over to Swans, well, not that I know of either, but probably not really much opportunities. Apparently, you were very aware of which teammates of yours had a pool at their home and you would <laughs> take the phrase, make yourself feel at home very literally. With, when it came to using teammates' pools, <laughs> regardless of whether they were home oh, or not. Is this true? Oh, my God. Is this true or not? <laughs> uh,
1: so, Blake Akers had a pool, but Blake Akers would just love ripping into me. He sort of took me under his wing when I come to and he, um but he would also rip into me very hard, harder than anyone. Yeah. And I remember one day, he said I would come over to his house and recover in his pool. So, I did it once. And then from that moment on, I would never be there and he would send Snapchats to the boys, a photo of the pool and half the pool and then say, oh, Bottas is in the pool again. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I didn't know about this and apparently like, he would send like three a day. Three a day? Three a day <laughs> to like, heaps of other boys. And then every time I'd see, um, like I'd see Steph, he'd be like, oh, did you go to Shakespeare's? <laughs> Shakespeare's house with the pool today. I'm like, no, nah, he's doing that, I guess. It didn't I didn't go to the pool. And then I'd see Lloyd, and Lloyd would say, Oh, you went to the pool? No, I didn't, mate. I didn't go to the in his pool. So he would just <laughs> literally, he wouldn't tell me about any of this. He would just tell everyone around me that I've gone to his house and swam in his pool.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, good stitch. That up. is great. So, only happened once.
1: Oh, I was probably there a couple of times. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, uh. Obviously, at a footy club, like with the environment at times, although it's gotten better though these days, it can be very masculine, macho, very direct, like I'm a strong man, all this sort of stuff. But behind closed doors, I hear that maybe that goes out the window and you you wind back the clock a bit and use a baby voice more than your own voice at home. Is this true?
1: Oh, yeah, no comments. Is this true? <laughs> no comments. Would you like
0: to demonstrate? or oh, not enough bravery to demonstrate.
1: <laughs> oh, this is exposing me to the max, isn't it? <laughs> it may or may not get around, and it's 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 not even like I'm trying to do it now. It just comes out randomly. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna it started I'm gonna off as it a, a bit note. of a piss take, and then I just started doing it more often. And she goes, "You're doing it too much now." And then I just forget. Jeez, doing it. You must
0: be doing it a bit if that's if you got the feedback <laughs> that it's too much now. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um And do you have um any self proclaimed nicknames? Anything you like to call yourself, maybe more so at home.
1: <laughs> it sits on the back of the baby voice. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh. so
0: is there something you like to call yourself?
1: I don't think so. I think it's just bothy, maybe. I like, oh, to, yeah. I like to refer myself to third person a little maybe bit. Not,
0: um, maybe, nah. maybe not his
1: daddy. I'm
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, not going to be able to see this, but he's laughing too much for this not to be true.
1: Maybe in a baby voice that sometimes does float around. Wow. Well, we.
0: Well, oh, that's, in, that's incredible. That lost, is incredible. I've
1: just lost the Swans viewers. You've still got
0: my respect, if that means it. He's shaking his head at me. <laughs> Um and then finally, like, like this was a lot nice soft one to finish on. Um, how well would you say you handle your liquor? Just in general, do you
1: sometimes pretty good? Sometimes yeah. Yeah. I can get a little bit too carried away. Yeah, and it's not even um, it's not even like I'm too drunk. I just I get sick. Yeah, and yeah, I just get a head spin and I can't control what happens to me. That's where
0: I was hoping you'd go because, you know, my sources, uh, if I, sources, if I was to have a market for it, gamble responsibly, um, I would go as far as saying you'd be paying dollar fifteen to be spewing once you get past three drinks. Oh, Are they good odds?
1: Three stiff.
0: Nah, you're not backing that in?
1: The spew does cough a bit. <laughs> I'm just a compulsive spewer. I don't know what it is. I'll try. Uh, it's not Andrew even a Andrew
0: McLeod pre game in the huddle on the ground. Just spewing. Yeah, yeah, just in the huddle. Just <laughs> huddle around me, lads. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well done. No, I like that. that your, was source a, your sources are good. Yeah, yeah it was, are good I was there. very happy with the sources, <laughs> to be honest. Um, shout out. They know who they are. Yeah, they know. And you know who they are, too. Um, yeah, too. This is a little bit of a this or that one. So, similar like to quick fire, but it's literally almost just a one word answer. So, and I. I'm subjectively based on my own opinion rating each guest's answers on okay. these. And then I'm going to come up with some sort of award so no category. for the end of the year.
1: There's no like, sorry, not category. There's no criteria. Nah, it's just my
0: opinion. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Smooth. Not a good start.
1: Why do you want crunchy? Uh,
0: just not a good start. We'll move on. Barbecue or tomato sauce?
1: Barbecue. While we're on this, sauce or pantry? Oh, sorry, while we're on this, fridge, fridge or pantry?
0: Jeez, throwing one back at me. Yep. Um, Cannibal. I would probably go fridge. Perfect. Yeah. yeah um, you can come. Sausage roll or pie? Sausage roll. Yeah. See, luckily you're warming up now after that terrible start. <laughs> um, LeBron or MJ? Oh, I
1: know what turns would have said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. I didn't see MJ. But I'm going to say LeBron. I'm going to say, I'm going to say MJ. Okay.
0: All right, this one. You're, you, and you um, a bit of a footy nuffy, so this is a good one for you. Brisbane's hat-trick, 01 to 03. Um, Hawthorne's hat-trick, 13 to 15. Richmond's three flags in four years, which was obviously pretty recent. Um, or Geelong's three flags in five years when they won 07, 09, 11. Or none of them in a different team.
1: Hmm. A lot of sides, aren't they? Really good sides That Tiger side was so good But they just didn't have any stars I'm going to have to have that Hawks side Yeah All West Coast 2006 will beat all of them
0: <laughs> <laughs> If they won one more, one more They'd one. be in that category They'd be in the question they But just, they just A bit of a waste They missed out on didn't they? A bit of a waste, didn't they? Yeah With what they had. Yeah, 100%. Um, World Cup winning goal in soccer, Game 7 NBA Finals winning jump shot, buzzer beater, winning goal in an AFL-GF, winning putt at the Masters, hitting the winning runs in the deciding fifth Ashes test or taking the final wicket when the oppo needs two runs to win the same test. Which one are you taking? Game 7. Game seven.
1: I think you're getting more hype from that. Hey? I think you're getting more hype from that. Yeah. In America, big sport. Ashes might be pretty cool.
0: Game seven though. Game seven. Yeah. We'll go with that. And then tennis grand slam. So you win all four majors one year. Yeah. Best soccer player in the world in a year when you win the World Cup. Um, Golf grand slam or MVP, finals MVP and champion in the NBA.
1: You would have been so much money in golf that year. So I'm gonna <laughs> go with
0: golf. Oh, first one to go with the golf.
1: How much money would you win that year? Oh, I couldn't tell. You. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah,
0: but you got to think about how much you make a fair f- bit of money in those other sports if you're that good at them. True, true. But that's how our golf grand Um, coffee order. Oat long mac. On the oat now. Yep. But it, it changes.
1: Yeah, okay. It just but like currently just oat long mat. just can't be full cream or yeah. any cream. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whipped, not whipped cream. Not whipped. Not thickened cream. It hurts the tummy. Yeah, okay. Um, Alcoholic beverage of choice. You can go just a, a type of alcohol or you can go like a, a drink, a specific drink or… Like a soda. Yeah, that's… Elite. Classic footy answer. <laughs> that's… Yeah, but how… Is it act do you actually find it tasty?
1: I don't like the taste of alcohol.
0: Yeah, okay. None.
1: None. Like I tried <laughs> thinking the other day, like, what's my go-to? And like it's a, it has to be a body soda.
0: Yeah, right. Refreshing.
1: So boring, aren't I know. Skinnies. I'm so boring. Um
0: <laughs> north or south of Perth.
1: Oh, you're gonna hate this answer. South.
0: But. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm here now. I suppose so. Swannies is. And, and like what's... Yeah, but it's... Yeah, Swannies is east. Yeah, but you can say south. You have, I'm happy um, with south. And you're happy with the crew we've got?
1: Yeah. Southsiders? It probably needs a little bit more.
0: little more... A little bit more... People. Oh, okay.
1: We have me, you, Nath Island. Tobes not nah, southsider. Nah, he's gone anymore. now. Germsy?
0: Yeah. Like, Lock, we only have four Riley's sort of shifted now. Yeah. Yeah, he's... We v- He's up Vic Park. big Vic Park area now. Yeah, yep.
1: we need a few more. Yeah, we're a so, minute community. There we go.
0: <laughs> Good quality though. Very. Um, this uh, i have chucked this one in now. I might start asking it as well for the rest of them, rest of the apps. But if you had to pick one song, one artist, or one genre of music, I'll let you. Pick like whether you're going to say the song, or the artist, or the genre. Because songs pretty tough, even artists could be to listen to there for the rest of your life, and you can only listen to that. What would it be? I
1: listen to like rap and hip hop, like, yeah, every day.
0: So can you pick an artist? Can you na- can you narrow it down to an artist?
1: If you looked at my most listened to,
0: yeah,
1: like I wouldn't want it to be, but it's probably Drake. Yeah, okay, or, wouldn't want it to be. Nah, because it's. Pretty basic. Yeah, okay. Like, everyone just loves him.
0: That's Jonas getting in your ear. Yeah, I, I know. He's in my ear.
1: I need to listen to someone like way more Underground to be friends
0: with. <laughs> um, and you get bonus points if you get this right, but who's the best key defender in the AFL? Oh,
1: this is hard, but you I feel like you have a West Coast bias.
0: If you know me, if you know me and how hey, you get bonus points, you'll know the answer. It's Tom Brice. Good man. Good, man.
1: I think I've just beat everyone.
0: I think I've, I think I've got to stop saying that to people, though. It's a claimer first, almost forcing him into the answer. I was going
1: to say McGovern, but then I realized you love Bryce.
0: McGovern, good answer, too. Yep. Um, and then, like, before we finish, um, as with having one first proper question always asked, we'll also finish with the same last question to every guest. Um, and it's a bit of a maybe getting them to maybe come back on in the future as well, this question. Um, what is something you want to achieve in the short term or or like the next thing you want to tick off? And it can be small, it doesn't have to be big, just the next thing you want to tick off from both the footy perspective and outside of footy. Yep,
1: like it. Um, from a footy perspective, personally, individually, I just want to string together some really good games. I just want to sort of... Smear myself on that wing, wing role and um, just put together a good patch where I can, I'm playing good footy and I'm confident in the way I'm playing and I know on the back of that it's going to help us, help the team. Um, and then that fl- sort of flows into the team where I want to win games. I want to, I think it's more of a team focus, but we want to kick scores and um, that's sort of on the, on the back of all of us playing our role and um, we've had a great pre-season, but sort of has needs to stop now and we just sort of get into games now and that's Mm. our next focus of we want to play well and we want to put up scores and we want to win and um, we sort of want to repay the people that have put in all the work in this preseason and the club what they've done for us have obviously put a lot of money into us this year and it comes with the club rooms and um, all that so I think it's yeah I think I just want to repay the favor of them and what they've done for us um, and I think all the same and I think we're all the same that we just obviously want to grow and not be a team that's challenging. We want to be a team that's sort of, sort of sorry, not challenging for finals, we want to be a team that's challenging for the top two, top top three. Yeah. So um, I don't know where we sit right now, but I think we have the calibre to get to that and you can see when we're on our footies, our best footy is really, really good. Yeah. And I think it's better than most sides. So um yeah, stick with us duck fans.
0: <laughs> and what about uh, outside of footy? Um, next thing.
1: Next thing for me sort of thing is I just want to finish my apprenticeship, to be honest. Yeah. It's a couple of years left, so um tick that off. Um and then yeah, get some get paid a little bit better, know a little bit more and um be able to sort of then see what I want to do if I want to do if I, if I want to do playing for good or if I want to sort of have that behind me and then use it and do something else with it yep. but um yeah that's sort of next for me and yeah that's sort of my outside focus of footy and yep. continue a continue relationships with mates and a partner and my family and yeah that sort of stuff beautiful
0: good answer we'll have to see how it's progressing next tick, time we we'll get you on boxes. <laughs> boxes um well that wraps it up yep. hopefully you enjoyed hopefully the listeners enjoy and hopefully. um we'll hear from them next time thanks Jeff.
1: sounds good thanks Eric.